Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donahue. Delighted to be joined in studio by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, as we look back on a weekend of uh, club championship action in the Hotel Kilmore Senior and Intermediate Championships and the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Championship. Paul, um, you were there Friday night, I suppose. We'll, we'll start off with it. It was the intermediate clash between Den and Shercock, the playoff. Um, winner going through to the quarterfinal, loser in another playoff against Cornafain. Um I suppose it wouldn't be wrong to say that this was a poor game. Yeah, it wouldn't be wrong to say it was a poor game. I'd agree with you. We were debating off air about who was going to win it. I was going for uh, Den because I know Shercock had beaten them by a goal a couple of weeks earlier. Uh, uh, and were full value for it they were six points up and then got a last minute penalty from Mousy Cairn to take the bad luck off it for then but I thought that that then were, had found form against Ballyhays their counter attacking game was working for them and on the night I thought Shercock started well they were three points up and then then scored four points in a row and started to play really well they went five three up and they were counter attacking very well they were getting lots of men back mm. they had two or three sweepers in place and they were getting loads of men back, they were bombing forward and they had space up front and Ben Connolly and Thomas Edward Dunne were causing a lot of problems. And then Thomas Edward got injured and he'd limped around for a while, two or three minutes, he couldn't stay on, off he went. And that was after 20 minutes and the remainder of the game, Den only scored two points, which was a, which was a bad indictment of them. And they were poor and Shercock finished out the job. In the second half, I think there was maybe eight points scored, only one of them came from play for either team, uh, which is which is poor stuff like you'd have to be impressed with Shercock the way they ground it out professional job you would say but poor poor stuff now and then it'll be very disappointed Shercock would probably feel that they're 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 improving they're coming to their milk now at the right time but they're going to have to improve a bit more if they're going to win the championship as for then you know nothing will come easy against Corner Fane especially with Thomas Edward uh, likely to be out I think it was a dead leg and a bit of a hamstring tweak as well so right. that's not good so I fancied then at the start of the year as an outside bet after a couple of weeks I fancied them for an outside bet for relegation and then they, they were brilliant against Bally Hayes but now they're, they're going to have to work it out to beat Corner Fane yeah they they definitely are I, I, you nailed it Thomas Edward who going off was the was the, the turning point in the game I suppose what maybe disappointed me was even you, you mentioned it there only one point from play that came from Killian Clark in the second half um, and Killian probably had four or five wides on top of that from open play. Impressive was his kicking from the ground. I think he had three frees from a, a, a long distance out, like 45 metre-ish. And uh, it, the way he struck the ball was, was really enjoyable to watch, straight through the ball. And the ball, instead of, you know, you usually see a curve on it coming from right to left with a right-footed kicker. Um, his his were going straight as a die. Really enjoyable to watch. But the... the the forwards on both sides, you know, you've made the point before about marquee forwards, either on this or the We Are Ulster podcast, that every team needs it. I don't think either team 
has the marquee forwards yet, as in Thomas Edward Donoghue and Ben Connolly looked very good as a combination together, but if one is missing, the other is too easily snuffed out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, they're both, they're, well, Ben is, is small in stature and he's mm-hmm. relying on his pace, a good man to take on. And you know, They don't really have the option of lumping the ball in. When there's space there for them and they're both there tying up defenders, they work well together. Take one of them out of it, not so much. Um, yeah, without Ted, I think Den are going to really, really struggle. Uh, but if he's there, it's a different story. But yeah, I think I don't think either of those teams are going to win the championship. I'll put it like that. Yeah, we will be bringing you, um, hopefully, all going well. We're trying out new technology on Wednesday night, um, where we'll have the senior championship playoff between Coothill and Ballinia live on wearecavan.com and regular updates coming from Our Lady of Lourdes Park in Mullahorn, where Cornafane are taking on Den in the intermediate playoff. Um, so, all going well. well. We'll be bringing you coverage of both at the same time or as, as well as we possibly can cover it. But, um, Moving on, I suppose, then to the, the senior championship Saturday evening, Balagna against Coothill. And I suppose the, the underlying point here, Paul, is that you shouldn't go to any more championship games at all because you've been to an awful lot this year and haven't been great, if, if we're being honest. And Jesus, Saturday night was just amazing. I, I was at a wedding on Saturday night and there was actually a lot of county footballers at the wedding um, and people were, were checking Twitter and the murmur was going around. It's a draw. Jesus, first of all, people were saying... Coothill have to get three goals and this rumour was going around by the time everyone in the room had heard the rumour about the three goals next thing you know Balignan were back in the game next thing you know Coothill were going to win it then it was extra time it sounded unbelievable I, I caught a few minutes of the commentary and it sounded like an absolutely pulsating game but I was talking to one guy who was at the game and he said Enda Hessen was absolutely sensational in the first half and then he went off early on a black card if he had stayed on maybe would they have won? Yeah I think so I think I, I do think it's it's fair enough to say that no different than <coughs> no different than the intermediate game. Ted going off was 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 crucial to then. And the Hessen getting the black card and the most say referee was a hundred percent right. It, it was a a definite black card. Um, him going off made all the difference because not only had he scored one five, only one of that coming from a free, um, one four from open play, but he was also supplying ball inside to Tom Hayes. Now. Balignan made a, an interesting change at the start of the game. Porrick Riley went in full back to mark Tom Hayes. And the matchup didn't look or, or feel right at all. Tom Hayes was absolutely destroying Porrick in the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. Goals coming as a re- direct result of, of Tom's ability just to win ball and spin around Porrick very, very easily. He turns very quick, Tom Hayes. But then they readjusted and they put Killy McBride onto Tom Hayes and brought Porrick forward right the field. Now, I heard subsequently since that Porrick was meant to go in full back to watch Colm Smith, but Colm Smith was injured. He wasn't fit to play. So that's even though he he wasn't there they still left Porrick there at full back for a while Balignan won't make that mistake again on, on, on Wednesday night yeah Tom hadn't been playing well um, in the, la- the last couple of months so it was good to see see when I heard the, the, or got the report on the game it seemed that he was absolutely brilliant he was electric on the night it was great to see because um, he, he looked like a, a hell of a prospect there when he first broke into the Cavan panel and mm. lost, lost his form a wee bit but great to see him coming back. Look at Podges, the old dog for the hard road. Like very rarely that man would have two bad games in a row. And he had a, he had a very very good league for Banya this year. He was back to his best. Um, and I think I'd say you'll 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 see now Podge Riley will have a great a great game the next day because he's he's a great experienced player, a great battler. And like and and when when they need him most, he always steps up. I'll never forget the 2013 county final, one of his greatest ever games. So. 
To be, I'll be honest with you, I thought Balnea would win that game uh, beforehand. I was surprised at Goodhill. Like they hadn't set the world alight. Um, beat Mullahorn without playing really well. Um, a couple of draws in there. You know, lost to Cucullins, kicked 19 wides. Uh, I just thought maybe Cucullins aren't clicking this year, but I'm raging I missed it. <laughs> I'm absolutely raging. It was such a brilliantly entertaining game. And and, and all I could say is... is to both Coothill and Balanya, please give us give us more of the same tomorrow night in, in Kingspan Brefty because that that had the game of the championship by a long shot. It was it was, but as Kieran O'Malley, who was on commentary with me on on We Are Cavan, stated, Coothill have been doing that. If you remember the the Killigarry saga from last year, the year before, was it? Where they they played three times in in unbelievably high scoring games, going to extra time twice, like the. Could Hill just have that sort of... Last year they drew with Garna in the quarterfinal as well. The quarter John McCutcheon with a free at the last minute. Oh, that was brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But uh, like Could Hill, they are the entertainers of the county really at the minute. For yeah, the last yeah. couple of years. Well, look, they're, they're, we talked about it before. Sometimes it takes them a while to hit their stride because of a lot of soccer players. They have a very high level of technical skill in their forward line. Mm. Like Stevie O'Connor, Tom Hayes, uh, and the Hessen, of course, nobody better in terms of ball striking. Colin Smith's also got a sweet boot on him as yeah, well. Yeah. Like and John Carney, great pass for the ball coming out of defence. Kevin Carney, they do have a lot of good ball players. What's probably hindering them a wee bit is they don't have the depth in their panel. That uh, outside the first fifteen, probably there's a bit of a drop off in terms of quality. Um, but like, yeah, they're they're a nice team to watch. Very, and they've got McCutcheon there as well. Like, and he remains a very very good club player. Yeah, he was excellent. Actually. Well, Balinia lost Killian McBride to a red card. I heard, and I know Killian had a had a fantastic game uh, in the previous game. Um, who was it they played, Damien? Balinia's last Mullahorn. Mullahorn, yeah. Killian had a, had a, an absolutely standout game that evening. So he'd be a loss to him if he's missing. He was a captain, of course, when they won the championship. And like, I, I really like Balinia as a team because they're a very seasoned team, and mm-hmm. most of the lads, their age profile is late twenties. Like they're they're a team of men. A lot of these teams in the championship have a lot of really young lads in it. When you when you play Ballinair, you know you're in a game. Like they're hard hitting, good, strong, physical team with a with a sprinkling of class as well. But um, and I actually thought earlier in the championship that they might be the team to to cause an upset. The but younger players are starting to step up. I think David and Shane Finnegan were both very good. Um, and Emma McAvoy. Well, Shane's the younger one. David's not that young. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> well, if he's, well, li- if he's listening, be, we're not saying he's old. Yeah. He'd be what twenty six, twenty seven, would he? Ah, yeah, he w- would be probably yeah, maybe more. Late I think maybe. Yeah, he, he. I thought he had a very good game. Anyway, I thought he's a very uh, Dam- player. Damien Riley had a good game as well. Um, and again, he'd be that bit younger, early twenties. Well, they do have like they've sort of crept up under the radar, but they have brought in a few good young lads. Like this new man from Kildare, Paddy O'Brien, and Sean That's Keating, who scored an unbelievable goal. Sorry, but the, the the youngest of them all, and probably. Probably over the entire game, man of the match. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot uh, gone to this point without mentioning him. Young Timoney, absolutely brilliant game. You know, I think he scored, he scored two or three points coming from the defence. But the amount of turnovers he got, the amount of just where he read the situation brilliantly. Uh, I, was, I was so impressed with with uh, with uh, Cormac Timoney. It was just a real quality. Um, player, we've seen his quality obviously with Cavan Miners, but he he stood out in that game as well. That's great to hear. But they ha- they are bringing through a good caliber of player. Like Gavin Smith's a very good player as well. Yeah, another good game. Yeah, so they have and Eamon McAvoy as you say has stepped up a lot. Like he's stepped up now. He's a leader mm. on that team. Like he's only maybe in his third or fourth year uh, on the team. I'm not sure if he was on in the 2013. Don't. Not he was he, he came on as a sub. I think he was there thereabouts, but not definitely not a starter. But now he's a leader on that team. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, but look at that. That's going to be a great game tomorrow night live on wearecavan.com. Moving on to Sunday, where the uh, Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship playoff between Kingscourt and Crushalaw uh, took place in Kingspan Breffney. Again, brilliantly entertaining game. It looked like at the start that, that Kingscourt were going to run away with it, but Crushalaw started to grind it. I have to say, I thought Crushlaw were led by Pierce Smith brilliantly at centre half forward. I think he dragged them back into the game bit by bit. Um and then a lot of other players started to step up for Crushlaw. But talk about a brilliant battle and the finish to it was just edge of the seat, roaring at the top of your voice. Um you know the finish was, was so cruel. In fact we we might just uh, play the the uh, the finish to the game, the commentary that we had here on wearecavin.com. McAvoy in onto the square, there must be a tactic involved in this in some way. 31 minutes played here, we've got a three-point game as Joe Dillon breaks the ball back down. It's Crushlaw who picked up that break with Darren McVitie. He's committed to the game in the last few minutes as he drives forward. He's got James Smith. James Smith being held back. Surely there's a, an advantage of some sort in shot. Oh! Sliding! The soccer player! Who else would get that but Ryan Riley? He sends that to the back of the net, sliding with the left foot. 2-12, play 2-12, are we going to extra time again? Mick? Blow it up referee, blow it up! <laughs> this is absolutely brilliant. Um, and, and, and nothing that Cushion Law didn't deserve for the last 10 minutes. A lot of the rub of the green went against them. That's the first rub of the green they got. And now their tails are up and they're going to get a winning score here. Oh, breaking ball fast to Cushion Law. They're driving forward with wing half forward. Connor Rehill, he sends it in there towards Enda Gaffney. Enda Gaffney in a one on one. Second player comes in to block him off. Enda Gaffney plays a one two. He's running through a couple of tackles. Shot on the right foot. No, it's not. It's a pass inside. He plays it back again. Enda Gaffney with the shot. But it goes it's not going wide either. So it's not this going to stay in play. Jim Farley's trying to keep it up. Oh, James Farley dragging Ryan Riley down to the ground there. The ball goes out over the end line. And are we going to have time for another attack here at all, David? 32 minutes, 35 seconds on the clock here. We've 25 seconds of ordinary time left. Is the referee of the additional time actually left? Is the referee going to allow this to develop? Depends how quick James Farley takes the kick out. We've got. 12 seconds left as Kingscourt picked that ball up. Blow it up! 45 metre line. <laughs> Barry Tully with possession ball. Plays a kick pass up there towards Joe Dillon. Joe Dillon skins his man on the 45 metre line. Cutting in towards the goal. Joe Dillon with the opportunity to get the winner for Kingscourt. Gets the shot on the right foot. It's all the way towards the goal. Barry Riley breaks it out. Goal chance. Philip Tinley in the back of the net. Oh my God! I don't believe it. Oh, what drama. Oh, hang on. Hang on. He's offside, Dimmy. <laughs> what drama, 33 minutes, just gone, and the referee, it's a goal for Kingscourt, a goal for Philip Tinley, ah, this is harsh. Yeah, the referee oh, blows the final God. whistle here in Kingsman Brefney, absolutely uh, wonderful game of football, and Philip Tinley's goal at the end there, puts an end to this game, we're not going to extra time as we thought we were. Yeah, so just unbelievable there, Paul, like, I'm sure when Ryan O'Reilly slid to volley that ball to the back of the net, everybody in Crushla thought, oh, thank God, he's after saving us. We'll get extra time here. Nobody anticipated with the 40 seconds that were left what was what was going to come, but the drama. I, I, I don't think it can be overstated. 
Barry Riley came on as a sub for Kings Court and so did Joe Dillon. The last attack, Joe Dillon caught the kick out, I think, came up the sideline, played a, a diagonal ball to the back post. Barry Riley panned it across the goal and Philip Tinley stuck in the back of the net to get the winner. Like they're they're two massive players for Kings Court and they completely change what Kings Court are like when they're on the field and when they're not. Yeah, I'm wondering, are Kingscourt in a position to do what they did when Niall Lynch was manager back in 2015, which was play 10 games to win the championship, staggered through games, should played uh, Cook Hollands up in cross keys on a real wet day. I think they drew 10 points apiece, like should have been beaten. Were beaten a couple of times, Mullerhorn beat them, um, yeah. You know, picked up some, some wins in the back door, but when it, when it really mattered, it mattered. And if you remember, Damien, we didn't up for the match in Ballygem stuff, um, the night before the county final that year and Podge Riley the man we were talking about was having a pint in the bar and we dragged him up on the stage and what he said was he, he even though he was in a pub full of Castellan fans he said look I have to be honest when you play Kingscourt you have a hard day's work done when you beat them and you saw that again there with, with Crush Law Kingscourt are, are just a good tough outfit it's not clicking for them but they still have that, that bit of belief about them now the rumour going around is that, that everything wasn't great in the camp and that um there was a bit of a dust up after one of the games there, but you, you always hear that when teams aren't aren't setting the world alight. Yeah. Maybe what they need is a challenge they really can get their teeth into, and they've got that now with, with Kilgarry because Kilgarry embarrassed Kingscourt uh, up in Bailiebird the last season that they played, and they've got them again in the quarter final. I'd be very interested. I actually checked Paddy Power earlier to see what the odds were. I wouldn't be able to pick a winner or not. I wouldn't like to, but I'd be very interested to see how do the bookies evaluate that game, considering King, Kingscourt or Kingscourt. And we all know how good they are in their pedigree. Kilgarry are, are always always contenders for the quarterfinals and semi-finals, but that was a standout statement victory by Kilgarry the last day. So how how does that affect the, the the chances of both teams coming into this one? That game that could be a bad tempered game. Kingsford are going to be looking to lay down a marker in that game, and they're going to probably say we're not going to be walked on like we were the last day by a Kilgarry team who were just hungrier and faster and meaner and and wanted mm. it more yeah. that that day. So. That's going to be a cracker. I'm glad to see that draw. That's that's got the pick of the quarterfinals for me. Yeah, it probably it probably is. It it uh, I have to say, like like the consistency of it. You missed that game Sunday night, and it was an absolute cracker. Both teams deserve huge credit, and I think the Cavan County Board if can do one thing really well is just pay you to stay away from football for the rest of the year. <laughs> if they're willing to pay me, I'll stay away. <laughs> Don't worry. It would definitely lead to entertaining, um, entertaining games. I suppose the the other game then was the Cully's Craft Bakery uh, Junior Championship Playoff. Um, that was Sunday morning. Just looking to grab up the result here on it. Although I can't seem to. That was um, Shannon Gales beat Munchaconic by a point. A last one point. Yeah, an extra time goal from from Mickey Lee, not not the referee. Um, won it for for Shannon Gales by one point. He was two thirteen to two twelve. So great win for Shannon Gales. Yeah, and John McCabe now. So that's him out of the championship. At this moment in time, he's very close to top scorer in the championship. So next week in the set we'll we'll have an updated top scorers list. He's been scoring like mad for for much of Connacht and he got another four or five points. But uh, good win for Shannon Gales. Like I mean, Shannon Gales, if it clicks for them, they could win that championship, no doubt. Yeah. You to put the likes of McLaughlin, Aaron O'Hara, uh, good players like Niall Walsh, Walsh class. The, the, new, the new man from Galway. Did Niall Walsh get injured? Did I hear in that game? Not sure. Didn't hear that. I think I thought I heard something about that. And and again with Neville O'Donnell missing that. Where Shannon Gales will find it tough is 
digging down into the panel have they got even the numbers to to fill in the likes of an injured player like that so it'll just be interesting to see how how it how it pans out but you're, you're dead right ability wise if they have everybody available Shannon Gales would be there thereabouts oh yeah like O'Hara Aaron O'Hara is a the man there that, that could slide into that cabin senior panel no problem like when he was with the under 21s he was, he was brilliant absolutely brilliant um, reminds me a lot of Kieran Brady the way he plays the game he's all action combative style loves loves the rough and tumble and taking the ball into contact driving out of defence like he's he's an outstanding player and we know all about McLaughlin as well the likes of McLaughlin in the shape that he's in and his, with his ability uh, having played at the highest level with Cavan like he's a huge uh, presence there in ju- at junior ranks as well but the junior championships all four quarterfinals are down for decision this weekend which is going to be very interesting as well two double headers and they should draw good crowds I actually when we're on the subject of crowds I spoke to Martin Cahill today the county board treasurer and he told me that gate receipts are up by 20% so far in this championship about the four rounds he said they're, they're absolutely delighted they took a gamble he told me by putting on all the games in the fourth round simultaneously around the county he said some of the gates were excellent in those games some of them were disappointing but overall they're very happy now he did add a caveat he said that it's going to be very hard to replicate last year's gate receipts total which is 374,000 Wow! But because you had you had a bumper county final in in uh, senior with with a seven thousand attendance and that went to a replay and then as you know who had yourself the intermediate final went to a replay as well and that was a game that caught the imagination one probably the best game of football the whole season and that attracted the big crowd so that was worth tens of thousands to the board but I think it's it's a good championship a very good championship in terms of excitement. Um, in terms of how level the teams are. Yeah. Like I was making the point to someone at the weekend, even though Monaghan club football is ahead of Cavan, I think we all agree on that, going with Ulster club results and all that, Monaghan always seem to do very well in all the grades in Ulster. It's probably harder to win a championship in Cavan because Cavan is so even. Every every division, like you'd be a brave man now to call the three winners of, of the three divisions there in Cavan. There's anything, five or six teams could win the intermediate, same in the junior. And you know, Cavan Gales are the form team in the senior, but... If they were caught on a day, on a day, four or five teams could win the senior. It's, yeah, it's it's really is uh, a very very hard championship to win. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems, and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049 43 3011. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. We'll just go through very quickly the, the, the quarterfinals of the Junior Cullis Craft Bakery Junior Championship Day um, Saturday evening. At 5 o'clock in Kingsborough, Breffney, it's Kildallan against Knockbride. Young guns coming up from Knockbride, um, boosted by the county minors being available now, coming up against Kildallan, who 
in early season throughout the league looked like they were really going to be strong in the running for the junior championship. So how do you see that one going, Paul? I, I think uh, Kildallan are a little bit inconsistent even still. Um, they've been a little bit lucky with the draw in that they got they got uh, Corla and Mahara as far mm-hmm. as I know and they got they got Tempaport when Tempaport were already out. So the jury's out on Kildallan so far. I'm not sure how they continued their their blister in early season form. Um, they lost the first game to kill, but they were missing a couple of players. They were missing a full back and they were missing Darren McGovern. Um, but I think Knockbride possibly would, would, would could win that one. I think they've got their couple of county minors back and a couple of very good county minors they are. Like they've got Nulty and uh, the wing forward, Rogers and Niall McCabe. Mm. Like he'd, he'd be a really, really strong player at that level. You know, a huge big man, very athletic. And th- like to bring in three quality players like that mid championship is a hell of a boost to any team. Now, Bright are going to win the junior championship in the next couple of years. It's just a matter of time. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure on that. So could they win it this year? Don't know, but they could definitely get to a semi final or a final. Definitely could. The second semi final or quarter final is Ballymacue against my new junior. This is going to be a hell of a battle because they're near neighbours and physically they're both. That sort of a you know they like to play the game physically. Um, that that's going to be a really big battle. Half six in Kingspan Breffney Park again on Saturday. Could we see a, a contest between David Givney and Liam Buchanan? And that oh. Like that's you're talking about. Some people would say that's two, the two best midfielders in the county. They're very definitely two of the best three or four, and they're playing at junior level. Mm. And, and yeah. you know it's it's it, it's great to see it. It's going to be a very interesting game because you go along to watch a junior quarter final. You don't expect to see two top in the county players. Uh, marking each other but we could see it and uh, uh, that's that's a tough one to call I have a fancy for Bally McHugh I'd love to actually get the stat and if anyone, anyone from Bally McHugh is listening they might tweet we or Cavan and tell you how many finals the club has lost in the last few years if you look at under 21 finals reserve finals junior championship finals Bally Sorry. McHugh have, have an awful record of losing finals in the last few years and the first have kept at it and kept at it and they still keep getting the finals and I'd love to see them winning one um, and I think this might be their year. It'll be interesting. The third quarter final is Drumalee against uh, Kill Shamrocks, one o'clock on Sunday in Kingspan Breffney. Um, Drumalee, Drumalee have a a very poor record in Kingspan Breffney over the last four years. They actually haven't won a game, I think, in four years in in, in the park. So they'll be coming in, I suppose, nervous about the the pitch or nervous about the stadium, but. They haven't played junior football in the last four years either, so you'd imagine that the they, ability-wise, they should have enough to get over this. They should have. Like on paper, you'd have to say every fella that's on that Drumley team has cut his teeth playing senior football, more or less, mm. or at worst intermediate if they came into the team last year. Yeah. So like, the fellas are coming in playing a high standard of senior football for a good few years. Like, let's say the likes of Darrell Donahue and Kevin, your brother, uh, Keen Bourne, all those fellas have played senior football for a good few years there. Um, uh, Andy Dunn, Fallon Andy and Lee Dunn like they're all Malone, they're Gary senior Gaffney. senior club footballers those fellas every one of them mm. and you know that is surely going to stand to them I, I think a lot of it will come down to attitude if they can if they can click if they really want it badly enough I think that championship's there for them I know I, I just kind of said Bally McHugh would win it but uh, my tip is Drumley to win the junior championship I think it's coming right for them at the right time um, I, I think I think Drumley and Bally McHugh are the leading contenders and I'll, I'll take Drumley to win this weekend. Yeah, Drung against Shannon Gales. Uh, we, we we discussed Shannon Gales a little bit earlier on, but Drung, that that 
victory over McHugh was a statement of intent and it was a really well organised strong team that knew what they were about Thomas Jackson has done a phenomenal job there they have some forwards that are even at that stage before they brought in County Minor Tiernan Riley his brother Caelan and Gary Waters looked very good up front never mind Declan McEntee who went off in that game on a black card I think it was early in the second half or after score sorry, it was actually early in the first half um, after scoring 1-2 so um Drung have something about them this year in fairness that and and then you've Aaron Watson you have the likes of Dean, uh, Dan Fay lads like that there seems to be a lot of good footballers in that Drung team yeah Aaron Watson had a great game the last day by all, by all accounts yeah they've, they've been probably sliding a little bit and they've found a level now that they're strong at again and uh, Drung did go down back a few years ago and came back and won the junior championship having been a very strong intermediate team at the turn of the century mm. they, they dropped down and came back fairly quick so like they've done it before and I, I must say I should have mentioned when we were talking about Knockbride when, when Drung played Knockbride there was an interesting one um, one man came on for Drung and one man came on for Knockbride it was Rafe Rogers and Alan Corn, and both fellas played in the in the intermediate final in 2000 between, between Knockbride no and Drung so 17 years later both lads are still in the panel Brilliant. which is fantastic and to see and both playing well I've oh, come yeah. across both teams during the league and Alan Corn came on and saved Drung from us we we were we were well down at half time and we were dominating the second half. Got within two points or a point, having been eight or nine down, and Drung had gone twenty two or twenty three minutes without getting a score in that second half. Alan Corn come on and scored two points, and they ended up winning it by two points. There you go. There you go. You can't beat class. Yeah, class is permanent, as as they say. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting that that game. Um, and again, it's it's on on Sunday in Kingspan Brefney Park at two uh, thirty. So moving on to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship, and it's going to start on Friday night. Baileybor against Beltorbet, um, two teams that that I came across in the in the championship so far. Beltorbet looked impressive in the first round. Baileybor in the last round against ourselves. That this this is going to be a very close battle between the, the sides. I, I I don't see much between them. No, I was impressed with Baileybor the last evening against Killing Care. Um, we talked about them at length the last evening, but you know they've got the likes of Gilson. They're playing full forward and playing well. They've got Luke, Luke Gilson, that's Connor, and then you've got Luke Gilson. You've got the great free taker Rory Farrell. You've got Argu, Michael Argue and his brother Brendan playing well. You've Alan O'Mara playing very well in the mm-hmm. goals. So I'm impressed with Baileybor. I, I did see Baltorbert a couple of times and. Again, like Balignan, the senior, they're a dogged, strong, physical team with a, with a nice sprinkling of class as well. A couple of good young forwards. And they've got the leadership there. Oh, McGuigan got a goal for them the last day, which was crucial against the bridge. That's a very, very tough game to call. Whichever team w- gets over that, I think w- will go very close to winning the, the championship because it'll be, if Bailey were winning, it could be the making of them. Whereas Biltorbert have been grinding this far. And again, there's a, there's possibly another gear in Biltorbert as well. So... Park Dolan is over them and Terry Highland I think has been helping out a bit as well so that's a very interesting one again look these are all attractive games Damien yeah definitely are moving on I think I think if if Bill Torbett have a full panel to pick from they might just have the advantage here if Bud is back and, and they've another injury or, or two um, that I heard from since they've played us so they might just have the advantage but it'll be a very very close battle anyway Lara taking on Shercock Sunday at 3.30 in the um, where is this this is up in Killing Care actually um, in the Intermediate Championship quarter final 
this is a replay they played in Knockbride a couple of weeks ago I think it was the last group game of the championship Lara came away with a one point victory Killing Care is a big open field with good conditions it's it's a dry enough field I think haven't seen Shercock here and, and haven't seen Lara. Lara might just have too much for Shercock. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I think Lara are a better team. I think they have better players in a lot of positions, especially in the forward half of the field. Mm. Um, but like, Shercock are a sticky outfit. Yeah. Very sticky, very hard. To, very You would be doing very well to put a big score on them. And I'd be slightly worried about Lara by, by the fact that they're ripping it up early in the championship. And you know when you have a group stage, you know it's it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, and it's just about getting through the group and then playing your best football. But if if they can turn it on for seven games and win a championship, fair play to them. I I was very impressed with them when I did see them. Uh, I saw them up in up in Drumlee against the Bridge, and I thought they were they were class that evening. Um, I I think they'll I, I, I gone to the head. I think they'll beat Shercock, but there'll be nothing handy. Yeah, nothing easy is right. The uh, third quarter final from the weekend, we see um, Bally Hayes taking on Swan and Bar. It's in Bally Connell at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Um, Bally Hayes, I suppose, an upset in the last round where Den beat them. Uh, talking to a few Bally Hayes, though, they, they rested five players um, from the starting team going into that game, brought them on at half-time, but maybe it was, it was too much to stop the bleeding at that point to try and get minds focused. Bally Hayes have been the form team in this championship so far. They should have too much for Swan Bar, but then any side with Grode McKiernan and Christopher Curran, never mind obviously Rory Curran coming back now from County Minor to bring another advantage. Like Swan Bar can't be taken for granted. No, no, they can't. Uh, uh, just basically what you just said there, I'd agree with every word of that. Like They've got those few outstanding individuals. Um, they've Michael Curran there as well. Mm. Um, great target man. Uh, I think I think that could be a bit of a shootout that game. To be honest, and Ballyhays are extremely strong up front, um, as we talked about before. The defence, not sure. Like you saw, Den putting twenty points on them. I was there were just a few days before that I was saying that there was a question mark over their defence. Yeah. Um, Den Den put up twenty points on them. I I uh, I still fancy Ballyhays, but they wouldn't want to take their eye off the ball in that one. Uh, and I wonder will they be able to cope with McKernan in the midfield as well if McKernan is on top form I don't know if Bally Hayes have the men to stop him they might put Sean McCormick or Connor Lyons on him That's, and, and they're specialists at that in midfield man marking jobs in the middle of the field yeah Garot sometimes struggles when, when there's a player just out to, to absolutely stop him because yeah. his game is powerful running and coming off the shoulder getting the ball it's hard to do that when you have a man stuck to you he's not the sort of player who can be influential by just floating in long passes and stuff like that it's not his game so Bally Hayes will be looking to do a spoiling job on him I think as is often the case with Cavan as well, a lot of it will come down to Garoge. If he's at his brilliant best, so I could pull pull that off. If Ballyhays can can stop him, I think they've got enough up front to, to shoot them over the line. Yeah, should be very interesting weekend of championship quarterfinals. Just moving on very quickly, we'll go through the senior um, games. Killigarry, as I said, Kings Court, Kingspan Brefney, Saturday evening at 8 o'clock, um, first of the quarterfinals. Um, without going into too much detail, who, who do you think is going to get over the line on this one? Ah, uh, look, you'd have to say Kiligary. Um I think Kiligary have proven they're no flash in the pan. They've got these new young lads in that have that have really found their feet at senior level now. The likes of Connor Smith, Dara Gannon, and Dara Kennedy. 
Um, and that's given the, uh, the, uh, poor Cal's missing he's away on his honeymoon and he's a loss because he's been one of their their most consistent outstanding defenders for years and you know if they had him it, it, would, it would be a big help back there just an extra safe pair of hands but I think they'll, they'll take confidence from the fact that they, they really slaughtered Kingsford last time out and if they can reproduce that level of performance I don't know if Kingsford will be able to match it look Kingsford were my tip for the championship last year and this year and they let me down so um I think I'm going to go with Kiligari. Look, you, of course, the Kingsford win wouldn't be a shock, but I think it would be it would be unwise to tip against Kiligari given the form they're in, and they they'll probably go into that game as favourites and fully deserved. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I just be interested to see again. I'm thinking tactically or thinking like with my manager's hat on, and knowing that obviously Joe Dillon isn't 100 percent, Barry Riley isn't 100 percent. I'd be imagining if Kingscourt considered themselves right. Look, we'll 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 take this into a dogfight. We'll we'll keep it tight for forty minutes, fifty minutes in the game, and then bring on the guns that can win the game at the end when it's tight. Tactically, they could have something. They could be onto something by doing that. You know, just maybe drag Killigary down to a level where it's not about football. It's more about winning dirty ball getting into crowded areas and, and maybe not worry about racking up big scores just just take the game down to a level that will suit them and that might just test the experience of the Killigary side you know their youth their maybe vulnerability at, at dealing with a situation like that but I think it's their best bet I, yeah. think, I think if you if you measure up the form of certain players and everything else the, the attributes attributes that they bring I think that's Kingsford's best hope of beating them is to make it an absolute physical battle they're that little bit older, and mm. you know maybe they need to pull a rabbit out of the hat here. Back back in 2015, when they were going badly, they threw Barry Riley into midfield, and he had always he had Alan always Clark was full forward at one stage that year. That's right, that's right, and you know a couple of things like that. Throw it in, it might reinvigorate things. Yeah, it'll be very very interesting anyway. But um, yeah, I I think I think Bar a, a tactical decision like that. If if it becomes a game of football, Killigary's going to win it. If it's if it becomes something else, you just don't know how it'll finish up. But um, the other quarter final that's on is Sunday evening in Kingspan Breffney at seven thirty. Uh, Rammer against Lavi. It's a repeat of last year's semi final. Um, Lavi realistically could have beaten Rammer last year. They were definitely the closest team to beating them. I I, I think has Steamer has has Kevin McDonald. Got learned enough from last year to, to put Lavi a wee bit further ahead or have Rammer's form has it risen enough since uh, since the group stages for them to, to get over this one well I'll give you a stat Damien uh, this will be this will be Lavi's 10th championship match under Kevin McDonald, and they've lost one they lost the only match they lost was to Rammer last year by three points and up to that point Rammer had been blitzing all around them mm. and I think Rammer's form actually dipped towards the tail end of the championship last year they were putting teams to the sword in the group stages and the games were getting tighter and tighter as they went along. The quarterfinal was a dogfight. The quarterfinal, they, they won it by four in the end up, but uh, it was a dogfight. Then, then they they won by three. Then they drew and they won the replay by two. So they dogged it out after winning games by fifteen, twenty points in the group stages. I think they, I think their form dipped drastically uh, coming into this championship, and they were lucky to beat Cucullins. Cucullins should have beaten them, or de- sorry, they should definitely should have got a draw. Aero Cole got them out of jail. Same happened against Kingscourt. And then they bottomed out against the Gales. But now they're, they're on the rise. And again, it goes back to what I said about it being a marathon and not a sprint. If they could win this championship or get to the final, the, the Gales game would be completely forgotten about because 
fellas will have played their way into form. They're, they've got Cahill Maguire back. He had a great game against Arva. They've got um, Mark McGee back. They're both those lads are in the States. Egon Cahill has come into the team in goals. It's all changed. And again, it's like what we were saying about Kingscourt. Sometimes you have to make a big drastic change to make a drastic change, as they say. And yeah. you know, but but I think Lavi are a full strength, and Lavi Lavi are a very very difficult team to beat, and they've got their own um, quality players as well. Like you know, Shane Tierney has come back to form. Carl Duke, uh, Chris Conroy is coming back to a bit of form. Um, Jerry Smith, of course, Ray Cullivan, Joey Jordan is just rock solid. He's going to go forever at full back. He's been the best, mm. one of the best defenders in Cavan for about fifteen years, and he's still going strong. And he's just tough and as fit as ever so Lavia are no bad team the, uh, I suppose it, it, break it down to the simplest of stats there's two teams in the senior championship that haven't been beaten yet this year Cavan Gales are one of them and Lavia's the other Castleran Castleran's the other <laughs> <laughs> that's another uh, belt of knowledge by Damien Donahue <laughs> we are Cavan.com um, yeah sorry there's three teams <laughs> But yeah, like Lavi, well, look at—they're holding good company there, you know. Oh, they are. Like last year was their first um, senior championship semi-final appearance in twenty-four years. Sorry, twenty-three years. They're in in ninety-three. So, like, this is a, this is one of the best Lavi team in, teams in years, and it, it's been a long time bi- building. You know, they've sending the yeah. crease back now as well. Dean Rutherford was in and out of the team last year. Paul Gilchrist hasn't hit the heights he hit last year yet but I mean still a quality operator and and, and maybe he's going to hit the heights at the right time yeah well that's, it. that's it he's well capable yeah like and we're not trying to do a PR job here or get the, get people in the in the gate for the, for the county board but I mean these are good games like they're mm. very even like that's what I said earlier on about the Monaghan Championship you know I don't know if Lavi or Rammer would win the championship in Monaghan but I think that, that they're very very even and that yeah. makes for an exciting championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we we we've seen for years in Cavan where it wasn't exciting because it was predictable. It's n- it's not predictable in Cavan anyway. That's for sure. But in the Monaghan Championship, Clontibbers went out of the weekend, which is a big, big um, upset, I suppose. There, they were one of the Bally Bay were beaten as well by a point by Mara Clearing. So yeah, it, but they're still in it. Bally Bay have a chance, whereas Clontibbers don't. But. Um, yeah, look, I suppose before we go, we want to say congratulations to Joe McQuillan on being appointed for his second All-Ireland final, if I'm right. Third. Third. Yeah, 2011-13 in this year. 2011. Dubs are involved in the mall. Dubs are involved in the mall, so may all be hoping that it's third time lucky for them. It's funny actually watching the social media, the reaction to it straight away, that both sets of supporters going over and back about, you know, his his previous performances. So it'll be interesting to watch. You know, it it doesn't look like either should have an advantage. You know, they both seem to be saying, "Oh, he done this against us, or he done that against us." So, which which I suppose is maybe part of the reason why the CCC would appoint him. Yeah, well, look at um, no referee is ever popular. No. And, and no losing team ever is happy with the referee generally yeah, no, yeah. aren't happy so I think that's going to be that's to be expected I don't know what referee they could have appointed that that someone would have, wouldn't have been complaining but uh, it's great for Cavan that, that a referee has making three All-Ireland finals so wish him the best of luck from Just all say, there's yeah. hardly too many in the history of the game that have done three I'm not sure I think McEnany definitely did three um, I think Joe is the fourth Cavan man to referee an All-Ireland final by the way and the first was, my, was Simon Dignan Back in the fifties, the the second was Fintan Tierney, and then you had Brian Crow, um, and a, an interesting one about about Simon Dagnan. 
when he played on the Cavan team at 47 he was a brilliant wing half back he won an All-Ireland the Polo Grounds he actually refereed the Munster final that year that's right unbelievable read that in your book yeah. I think, good, good book good book real good book yeah <laughs> Folks, thanks very much for listening to the We Are Cavan uh, GA podcast sponsored by McAvoy Super Value in Virginia. Um, this weekend, we will be bringing you, I think, all of the games that are live in Kingspan Breffney, maybe with the exception of one. Um, but look, at stay with our Twitter and Facebook pages where we'll be uh, notifying you what, what games we're going to be covering on wearecavan.com that's at wearecavan on Twitter and on Facebook so thanks to Paul Fitzpatrick for his contributions here and hope you enjoy the upcoming weekend of Championship Football in Cavan Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.